0: Greetings,
1: everyone and welcome back to the Mark Fraley podcast. Today is Friday, August 26th, 2022. The weather in Nashville is moderating moderating a little bit as we approach Labor Day, but we sure do need some rain. As always, thank you to Ron Trammell for our intro music. It is certainly not an original observation to notice that Nashville is on a collision course with the natural environment. The outrageous development which has taken place in Nashville over the last 20 years, and which continues without apparent limits, has altered the character of the city in some detrimental ways. Anyone who has lived in Nashville during this period will have their own rant on the subject. And so rather than continue on with my rant, let me ask you to recall yours to mind and be outraged with me. Fortunately, there are those who get beyond outrage in the community and who are working to make Nashville a more livable place and to mitigate the effects of all the poorly controlled development. And, to be fair, it is not necessary or even desirable to wait until all growth policy concerns are resolved before taking mitigation action. And our Metro government is leading the way in many respects with new parks and beautification projects throughout the city. Our guest today is Meg Morgan, the impressive and knowledgeable young leader who is guiding a cooperative program between the city and the mainstay environmental group, the Cumberland River Compact. This effort, called Roots Nashville, has the ambitious goal of planting 500,000 trees by 2050. It is well established that trees contribute to improvements in air and water quality and buffer the accumulation of solar gain and high temperatures in urban areas. As you will hear, they've made a study of the tree canopy of Nashville and have identified areas that are in deficit. They're working hard together with neighborhood groups and other environmental organizations to get trees planted. And so I hope you'll enjoy this interview with Meg Morgan and I hope you will lend whatever assistance you can to the efforts of Roots Nashville. So, Meg Morgan, welcome to the Mark Fraley Podcast.
0: Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here.
1: Well, it's fun to have you here, and I should say for the audience that this is um, a live recording here today, live and in person at the house. So, uh, over the past few years, many of these recordings have been Zoom calls because of COVID and that sort of thing. So, it's nice to have a real live individual here to, to talk with.
0: I agree. It feels great to be doing things in person again. <laughs> Much more fun.
1: So Meg, um, thank you for joining us. And we're going to talk today about what you're working on uh, with the Root Nashville Project, which is a, a project, a joint project of Metro and the Cumberland Compact to get more trees in Nashville, to put it in, a, in its simplest form. Um, but before we get into all that, let's um, let's talk about yourself and, and your background. Let's One of the things we like to share with people here in this program is is what gets people motivated and into natural resources management and those related fields. Uh, What about your upbringing and what has got you involved in that or interested in that? And So tell us your story along those lines.
0: Absolutely. So I have not always been in the tree or the urban forestry (laughs) field. Um, but always had an interest. So I was a journalism major and did a lot in communications and worked at a small town newspaper kind of early in my career. And one of my big projects early on working at a small town newspaper was in Oklahoma at the time and was working on um, fracking and the major earthquakes that were happening in this very small town where I was living in Oklahoma. Um, in Oklahoma, um, lots of gas and oil you know in right. that area and um, really got into kind of covering that story and learning a lot more. And I've always been an outdoor and nature lover. Um, So it's kind of been always in the back of my mind. But that's that's my background. And then moving to Tennessee and to Nashville, um, I worked in nonprofit management for several years and specifically working on this model called Collective Impact which is um, partnership-driven, and it's partnership-driven, um, cross-sector, everybody working towards one goal, and I love that work, and always thought that's what I want to do. But the for the environment, for,
1: the Center for Nonprofit Management.
0: Yes, right. Center for Nonprofit Management, right. CNM, right. uh-huh. here in right. Nashville, mm-hmm. right. um, and just always thought like this is the way forward. It's partnership-driven work this should really be going on more for the environment. Like it's literally an ecosystem. We should have systems change and big approaches to solve these problems. So when the Root Nashville campaign launched and position became available at the Cumberland River Compact, it really was a dream come true and I've learned a lot along the way.
1: So did you ever happen to know Lewis Levine in that in that project? Okay. I sure did. Yeah, yeah, he okay. hired me at CNM. Oh, I see, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Worked under him for several years. Yeah,
1: Lewis, Lewis and I worked in Tennessee state government together for a while. Um, back oh, thirty years ago, so uh, I guess he's deceased now. He he
0: was a hero of mine. Yes, yeah. he passed away a few years ago. He well, really he, took a chance on me at C N M, moving here from Oklahoma. But I really respected, admired, loved Lewis. Here's a
1: here's a fellow that really um, put his money and in, in his heart where where his mouth was, and he he just didn't talk about not profits. He really got in there with his arm, you know, sleeves rolled up, and uh, so uh, a, a gifted person. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you also got some training in urban forestry. Tell us about that.
0: I did. So yeah, I have, you know, background in communications and journalism, but also a master's in leadership and public service. But I'm super nerdy and really love to keep learning and um, especially, you know, in things I really care about and am working on. So I recently got a a graduate certificate from Oregon State University in urban forestry specifically. Um, It was immediately applicable to my work. So it was really, cool to be able to uh, learn that way
1: well that's just fantastic uh, clearly we need we need more forestries with foresters with communication skills so that's that's a that's a great combination
0: I use it every day
1: I, I can see that you do
0: all right, Well, right let's talk a
1: little bit about uh, about your your project root Nashville and when did that get started um, And and what's that all about
0: yeah absolutely So the Root Nashville campaign launched officially in October of 2018 and many of the early partners who helped get it off the ground were Bloomberg Associates, who were actually working with the city of Nashville under Mayor Megan Barry at the time, and Mikhail Houghton, the executive director of the Cumberland River Compact, Rebecca Doan of Metro Water Services. um, We're losing thousands and thousands of trees every year in Nashville. Uh, Nashville's not alone in that. Um, It's comparable to, you know, other cities, but maybe even worse here. And so these group of partners kind of got together to see how could we restore canopy? What could we do? Bloomberg has experience launching tree planting campaigns and um, the city of Nashville residents really um, had expressed this as a major issue of concern um, and they wanted to see a tree planting campaign happen. So that was in October of 2018 that officially came about with this very big ambitious goal of restoring canopy by planting 500,000 trees in Davidson County by 2050 is the big goal. And it's set up as a public-private partnership. So it's uh, kind of daily operations are headquartered at, at the Cumberland River Compact. So that's okay. where I work. Right. And uh, Metro Nashville, specifically the Metro Water Services Department.
1: All right, for, for those that may not be familiar with the Cumberland Compact, uh, tell us what that organization is and what it does.
0: Yes, absolutely. So it's a 25 year old environmental nonprofit that works all across the Cumberland River basin. So not just Nashville, even though we're headquartered and based here. Um, our overall mission is enhancing the health and enjoyment of the Cumberland River and its tributaries. And so there's a whole suite of programs and um, education and ways that we address water quality and really hitting at the root causes of water pollution. But planting trees is one of the very best things you can do for that mission.
1: Well, and people can learn about the Cumberland Compact organization if they just go online and and do a a regular search. And the same is true of Root Nashville. At rootnashville.org, is the is the web page to go to to find out about your your program and what you're doing?
0: Absolutely, yes.
1: You know, I went on that website in preparation for today's um, conversation, and was very impressed with the, the information that's there. Um, it, it looked as if, and you may be able to give me more detail than I can than I can just surmise from what I looked at on the on the web. Um, But it looked like there had been an overall study of the canopy of Nashville um, in in a gross sense, um, not acre by acre by any means, but grossly sort of figuring, trying to figure out where we have deficits and where the work needs to be done. Tell us about that investigation and and what it it, uh, told you.
0: So, Metro Nashville, specifically Metro Water Services, conducts an urban canopy assessment every few years, and it's pretty cool. It's um, you above the ground and these helicopters and planes and drones I think even get this imagery of canopy and can see you know where there are more trees and where there are fewer trees we're due for an updated one within the next few years or so and it's going to be really interesting to see over the course of the pandemic when development continued in Nashville and growth um, what happened to our canopy in that time, and also when we've really launched and um, gotten the Root National Campaign going on private properties in a big way.
1: So, where were the deficits?
0: So, the areas. Um, that aren't meeting their canopy goal it's nine of the 13 sub parcels i believe in nashville so Almost vast majority mm-hmm, okay. of areas are not meeting where they should be um, but the kind of areas of high concern for the root nashville campaign we call them impact areas And there's a couple different data pieces that went into determining those areas, but low canopy coverage was absolutely one of them. And it's Madison up in the north, North Nashville, just north of downtown, but south of that bend in the river, and South Nashville, just south of downtown in that kind of Napier, Woodbine, um, Trevecca area.
1: Okay. And so how are you organized to target, to, to, to reach out and target into those neighborhoods?
0: Those are our areas of priority and number one concern. We work a lot with neighborhood associations. Okay. Okay. We work a lot with council members and beautification commissioners, community members who you know hear about our work and what we're doing. We really focus our outreach in those areas, even though we work and plant trees all over Davidson County.
1: Okay. And so what are the benefits that you hope and, and the city hopes are gonna be gained uh, by restoring this canopy?
0: Yeah. So we've got, you know, a big goal, 500,000 by 2050, but I'm glad you're asking why, you know, why, why do we have that goal? What's, you know, what's the reason? Um, And it's really to build a healthier city, a more equitable city and a city that has more climate resilient neighborhoods. Trees can do all of these things for us. They're critical for human health, us as people and public health, and also for our environmental health. And of course, those things are really interconnected.
1: Well, say more about 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 the, each of those things. Uh, t- talk about the the role the trees play in air quality.
0: Yes, so there are many studies that show that you know not just by providing clean air, but they also filter pollutants the hospitalizations uh, rates due to asthma go down pretty significantly when there are more trees in an area. So um, there are so many implications of that absenteeism. Um, one of the number one reasons why kids aren't able to go to school is often because of something, complications due to asthma. Oh and we see that a lot in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, there's a, I, I don't think it would be too uh, much Partic- of a stretch.
1: Particularly in those neighborhoods that you have
0: targeted? Yes. Okay. In mm-hmm. okay. those impacts Areas, yes.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, water quality and uh, you know, the, the runoff from a storm water um, is, a, is a major issue in Nashville. Uh, tell us how trees. Can help along those lines.
0: Mm-hmm. I think even in the kind of looking at the structure of how the root National Campaign is set up you've got the Cumberland River Compact and Metro Water Services, you know two water quality and stormwater management entities um, that are working to plant trees because of the many many benefits that trees provide you know in those areas and you can look at maps of tree canopy cover and you can look compare that to maps of polluted or impaired streams and it's so clear to see that where there's more trees and more wooded areas, there's cleaner streams and cleaner waterways. It's, a, it's really immediately visible when you compare those two maps. Got this is it. true for Nashville, but true for cities all, all across the U.S. as well.
1: You know, I guess the, the whole um, idea of global warming um, and trees have an impact along those lines as well
0: right not just in making it more comfortable to be outside Mm -hmm. you know especially this hot summer we've had just the shade that they provide but they also hold carbon um, just through their growth and just by you know being an alive and green thing so it's really um, you know we also are expected to see more extreme rain events due to climate change here in Nashville Uh, when the air is warmer more water will evaporate and that means that we're going to have more rain and potentially more flooding more extreme uh, weather events like that. So it might seem counterintuitive. You think, you know, climate change and global warming is just going to get hotter, but there's going to be other consequences of that as well, including here, more extreme rainfall. And of course, trees help with that as well. So they're um, an excellent climate change mitigation tool.
1: Gotcha. So Meg, I was on your website and I saw a terrific map that, that illustrated where you all have planted trees, even to the extent of by species, the number of each species that you've planted and where on the map of Davidson County that that tree has been planted. And that's a kind of an impressive data uh, point there, or a place to, to accumulate that data and illustrate that data. Um, but it begs, it begs the question, how in the world, and you're sort of a one person shop, uh, you're not out there yourself, and I'm sure you do at some, but you're not out there yourself planting each and every tree. Uh, You know, as a practical matter, how does that get done?
0: Well, I will say first, we have a wonderful team. Okay. And the campaign is very much set up as it's, it's a partnership-driven campaign. You know, it's not a separate entity. It's something that everybody contributes to. No matter who plants trees, they can all count towards okay. this 500,000 goal. So if right. you've planted any of the trees in your beautiful yard since October of 2018, would highly encourage you to go to this map. It's called Tree Plotter for those listening. Okay. And you can add your trees to that oh, map. I so see. we add all the trees that the Cumberland River Compact plants. We add those on behalf of the recipients and who's planting them, but we also work with all of these other amazing partners in Nashville, including the Nashville Tree Foundation, including the Nashville Tree Conservation Corps, Tennessee Environmental Council, to get those trees added to the map as well. So it's very much a, we're all, all in this together to restore canopy.
1: Right. And we've had uh, Jeff Berry on this program in the in the past, talking about all of the different projects that he does with the Tennessee Environmental Council. So.
0: They do amazing work, including so, Tree Day.
1: So, if a person uh, is interested in in, in volunteering and um, getting involved with what you're doing, how do they how do they do that?
0: I'm very glad you asked this. There are quite a few different ways to get involved. We are always looking for what we call neighborhood planting captains, and these are neighborhood leaders who want to spread the word in their own neighborhood that free trees are available. You can apply to be a captain, and if accepted into the program, you're awarded between 50 to 60 trees for your neighborhood, and your job is just to spread the word and just to tell your neighbors, hey, we've got free trees available, here's how you sign up. The team at the Cumberland River Compact then delivers these trees. They're one-inch caliper trees. so about. six to eight feet in height already, straight to people's yards, front yards and backyards, 100% free. We work all over Davidson County, although wow. we prioritize those impact areas and areas hit by tornadoes wow. and storms, but we're always looking for more captains. It's also a fun way to get to know your neighbors.
1: And it's it's well known, I would say, I guess, that the late fall is probably the best time to be planting trees in Davidson County. As, as um, the natural cycles go into dormancy and the trees can be transplanted easier uh, during those times. So is that the time that you sort of plan to to line up all, all that work?
0: So we plant trees exactly as you were saying okay. from mid-October all the way through the end of March. So we go all the way through the winter. It doesn't get cold enough here for us to have to stop usually. Um, But the planning for those happens earlier in the spring and summer, and then we'll make these giant tree orders with the nurseries. So we try to do that pretty far ahead of time. So actually, the spring and summer is the time to become a captain. It's also the time to get maybe your place of worship involved. We're always looking for more planting sites. So uh, churches, synagogues, mosques, places like that. As well as schools, um, private schools in particular, but we plant on public properties as well. But because 94% of the land itself in Nashville is actually privately owned, um, the vast majority of the Cumberland River Compact's planting projects are on private property people's yards, um, but then also these large scale sites like nonprofits, businesses, places of worship. So now is the time, really, right before planting season to get projects going. And we're always looking for more neighborhoods and more planting sites.
1: So they can get online and go to your your uh, webpage and go through the contact situation there and and learn how and and if they're interest interested in in, in volunteering along those lines then they can do that
0: and would encourage them to do so. There's a page that's specifically for the Neighborhood Planting Captain Project, and there's a page of the Root Nashville website that's specifically for this large-scale private property opportunity.
1: So how many seasons have you all been involved now in actual planting?
0: So, we've wrapped up our fourth planting season okay. and headed into the fifth. So, okay. we're on our way. We've learned a lot every season, and every season is very different, especially over the um, pandemic and COVID times. We really had to pivot and change some things. But as a city, again, this is everybody's efforts all combined. But as a city, we've continued to plant more and more trees every year.
1: Any notion of how many trees you've planted in those four seasons?
0: It is available on Tree Plotter. Um, you know, through the, through the website, I want yeah. to say we're at a little over 26,000 okay. as of, you know, today, um, end of October, okay. 2022. So we're, we're on our way. We're, um, expected to hit 30,000 before the end of the year.
1: Super. I noticed that, that y'all had a, a list of recommended trees that you're working with. Um, and I, I don't know whether that list was intended to be a list in, uh, in uh, you know, the best to the you know, listed serviceberry as the, as the number one tree. I didn't know whether that was just, you, want, you thought that was the most ideal tree and, and, the, less, and the others were less ideal. Uh, tell us about that list and, and um, what you're recommending in as far as trees for urban, the urban settings these days.
0: Sure. So uh, through the work that of the plantings led by the Cumberland River Compact in support of the Root National Campaign, we typically work with five to seven species every planting season, and we mix it up every planting season. So So neighborhoods can change. Exactly. But we'll typically do a couple understory trees, and then definitely um, at least three big canopy trees, because the, the bigger, the better when it comes to trees, if you've got room for it.
1: Well, tell us about those trees. What what are what are you recommending?
0: Yeah, so this year we are working with serviceberry, and we're very excited about it. Have you ever tasted Uh, mm serviceberry? It's quite delicious, actually. Maybe even. Better than blueberries, maybe, huh. maybe. Some some may say, <laughs> they're quite delicious. Um, we're also working with uh, Sweet Bay Magnolia, um, which is um, not to be confused with the big Southern Magnolia, but it does still have those beautiful, fragrant white flowers. Um, we'll always have an oak that we're working with, and this season we're working with the Swamp White Oak. Mm-hmm. We've also got black gum, and red maple, and then for our larger sites, we also offer a couple other options. Um, so we'll have a jane magnolia, a smaller kind of deciduous uh, magnolia jane. They've got the purple flowers on them and a bald cypress. So we work with all trees as much as possible that are native or climate adapted. We're looking a little bit south actually now, you know, as things are going to get a little bit warmer um, for all of the wildlife and urban ecosystem benefits they provide not, as well. I'm not
1: familiar with what you're referring to as a jane. Magnolia. I have to go look look that one up.
0: Have you heard of those magnolias called the girls? There's like an Anna Magnolia, no. a Jane Magnolia. There's <laughs> their cultivars. Oh, okay. Deciduous. So it's a mm-hmm. it's a
1: cultivar of, of what what's the, uh, the the main? Well, we'll go we'll go back and look for that. Um, so it's it's a cultivar. That's why I, I was Correct. not not Correct. familiar with it. Okay, very good. Po- from a from a policy standpoint. And this may be uh, above your pay grade, it might but be. we but we are losing a lot of trees in Nashville uh, on an annual basis uh, because of development in Nashville. And I can I can cite specific instances uh, on on my street. Uh, a gentleman uh, purchased a property, tore the house down that was on the property, and proceeded to remove 14 large trees. Um, and did not need a permit to do that uh, or, uh, or anything, uh, and didn't even get scolded by anybody for, for doing that. Um, what's, uh, what's on the horizon to, to kind of deal with that issue? If there's anything on the horizon.
0: Yeah, it's something we get asked about all the time. And it's such a major concern for Nashvilleians um, because especially people who've been here a little bit longer, you can really feel the difference in your own neighborhood when those trees are taken down and it, it can just be devastating. So I feel you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you've interviewed our friends and partners at the National Tree Conservation Corps before. Right. Um, so they are working right now on legislation that would make it harder to remove trees on private property. So we're all, you know, very excited about how what what that can mean and the implications of that. Uh, the Root National Campaign doesn't uh, propose legislation. We don't necessarily work directly on the advocacy side. Okay. When there is a tree bill that we and our partners at Metro are in favor in of, um, we are absolutely pro tree, and we want those policies right. to happen. And we'll send messages to all our supporters and followers to, um, you know, support those things. But um, there there is some really good things, I think coming down the pipeline, um, proposed policies to change those things. And we just tell people to just continue to talk to your council members about the importance of this.
1: Well, that's the key thing. And I do I know the people at the Tree Conservation Corps, and I know that they're working on, on, on um, a, proposed, a proposed ordinance, a tree ordinance for Nashville. And they had some amendments passed last year that were very helpful, but not, not everything that we need. Uh, so I'd encourage listeners to contact their councilman and let them know that you're interested in this topic. Um, because it really is, I mean, it, it is certainly a worthy goal to, to plant 500,000 trees in whatever period you do that. But we're sort of working against ourselves if we're also permitting folks to just right. uh, willy-nilly tear, tear down trees. Um, I mean, the gentleman uh, that I was referring to doesn't have a plan uh, on file to even build anything on this lot yet Ouch. But he, he, he tore the trees down just as a, a as the first step to, to just make a blank slate on the property um, and we've got to get beyond that sort of that sort of thing so another another sort of um, difficult issue in trees in Nashville is the relationship between power lines and trees Um and uh, how, how are you um, working to assure that the trees that you plant are not going to be trimmed uh, beyond recognition by the NES? Yeah
0: right tree right place am I right it's a tree, big right motto place. yes yes okay. if I were to get a tattoo that might be you know the the motto to live by but because we're you know as you know in a basin here in Nashville we've got a lot of limestone underneath um, the ground right underneath in some cases pretty shallow so people ask us pretty often like why are all our power lines above ground um, and it's because it's very very expensive to put them underground with that limestone so we do have power lines to contend with there are kind of smaller understory species you know that we recommend um, not maybe directly underneath the lines depending on how high they are but a little little ways away Um, so that's why we always make sure to offer at least a couple understory but definitely go canopy when when people can
1: so you're you're uh, planting chair people Are they getting some sort of training to know Uh, tell us about that
0: so we launched the neighborhood planting captain program in the middle of the pandemic and so all of our training was virtual and a lot of it was individual and one-on-one especially as we were getting the program launched and running now we're really excited to be able to do in-person trainings and sessions it's also so much fun to meet people who care about the same things who live in all these different neighborhoods, bringing them together. So we'll have um, typically somewhere between one to three uh, in-person training sessions, and then lots of recorded materials to pr- to supplement and follow up on. But we also really trust homeowners to kind of do you know their own research. We provide them with lots of education, but. In order to restore canopy, in order to you know hit this very big goal, uh, we need the buy-in of as many residents and Nashvillians as possible. So, we you know do a lot on the front end to educate and to provide resources, but also say, hey, we need you all to step up in this as well.
1: That's just terrific, and I know that there's there are many many people who are interested in in uh, n- native plants and and uh, natural history and botany and all those sorts of topics. And they're always looking for for new sorts of trainings and educational opportunities. Um,
0: we would love to bring those people in. Right. <laughs> and we also do work with the Tennessee Urban Forestry Council. We're hoping to get some new educational opportunities going, both for planting captains, but also for new field staff as we continue to grow our team um, and even just interested residents as well.
1: So is there any upward limit to what you can handle this 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 season
0: so we are thrilled that, you know, you mentioned new policies and, you know, recent things that have passed within the past few years. We're really making a lot of progress as a city to having um, more the kinds of tree policies that we need. But one of the really exciting things that just was made official in June, so just a couple months ago, was some, a brand new funding stream from Metro that supports tree planting on private property in particular. Okay. And so this uh, number was set to match. Okay, here's how many trees as a city we're planting right now. Here's how many more we need in order to meet this 500,000 goal. This is passed. Okay. So the funding is available, wow. the trees are there. We are scaling the work that we do. We're looking to double the number of trees we planted this coming season as we did the season before, a couple seasons before that, we also doubled. So we're getting there. We're stair stepping. We are scaling. We still have a ways to go, but the funding is available. We're thrilled by that. It's a a huge step. We just need more sites. So
1: far, the funding hasn't been a barrier.
0: It has not. Uh, Early in the campaign, we were um, really blessed and lucky to be covered by private philanthropy and through grants. And now with this dedicated revenue stream that's specifically for private property, it's really the first that we know of in the country um, kind of revenue stream that exists in this way. We can meet the goal. We just need more people to get involved.
1: You know, we are lucky here in Middle Tennessee to be so close to major nursery uh, producers I uh, you're shaking your head. Yes. And I know that you've, you've probably developed relationships with some of those folks down in McMinnville and those areas. Oh yeah.
0: Where, They're our buddies.
1: Yeah. And they, you know, they produce millions and millions of trees every year. So t- t- tell us about that. What do, what do people need to know about those nurserymen?
0: So the trees are coming from McMinnville that we plant, you know, through the Cumberland River Compact and through most of our partners as well in the campaign, getting the trees from McMinnville, not that far from Nashville. So we are so right, lucky that right. these trees are coming from a place that has such a similar climate right. and atmosphere. Right. Um, and again, you know, we're planting trees that are, that are native um, to this area. So those typically will, you know, do well, do better as well. Um, but it's so close that we don't have to worry too much about the shipping of these trees. And the delivery, Um, so it's I I count count my blessings every day that McMinnville's right around the corner from Nashville. I
1: mean, this is a a question just out of curiosity. I'm wondering if you have enough of a relationship to actually um, uh, have these uh, trees grown for you on a prescriptive basis.
0: We are working on it. Okay, and we have. been spreading the word that this campaign exists, that this funding is available, that hey y'all, we're going to be ordering more and more trees every year. Here's the kind of things we're going to be looking for. And we are starting to develop those relationships even stronger.
1: And tell us about your relationship with the Division of Forestry at the State of Tennessee.
0: Yeah, so we love their resources and materials, and ourselves, and many of the other partners in the campaign have worked with the tape grant um, that helps make um, you know tree funding available. But our work is so hyper local that we're doing in neighborhoods okay. and with neighborhood leaders. We need to do we need to do more with them, and and I will put that on a post it note. I and wonder, keep going.
1: I wonder you know the the, the state of Tennessee has. Um, at least one, perhaps two nurseries where they grow trees. Um, and I'm wondering if you're tapping into those, in, into their nurseries.
0: We sure have, okay. yes. Okay, um, Especially for projects in riparian buffers along gotcha. waterways. Some of those smaller seedlings are preferred in those areas. Um, but almost all of the trees that we plant are at least one inch caliper in size. So we're looking for trees that are a little bit little bit bigger. Um, but we also do um, occasional seedling projects as well, and we know our partners do as well. This is,
1: you're, you're making a good point. The, the, the trees that you get from forestry are right Rarely bigger than just seedlings. Correct. Right, right, because they just they produce a zillion of those the white pine seedlings, and, and we all need all them. The yes, yes. But, um, but so people can, uh, you know, are encouraged to to contact the state if they want seedlings. Um, they're not really uh, ready to hand them out in twos and threes. They they'd rather hand them out in bundles of a hundred. Uh, so you have to have a, a give big some to your place. neighbors, right? Well, that's right, and you can do that. But if you've got a big enough place, um, you can do that. Well, listen, thank you so much. Oh, one, one other thing, and tell us about about what's what you're doing, if anything at all, with, with city parks and recreation department.
0: Right. So with Metro being a partner, um, they have stepped up in such a big way to plant trees on public property, and we continue to do so as well. But again, that's just 6% of the land itself. And Metro Water plants thousands of trees every year and focus on public property, of course. So uh, right now, Metro Water's leading street tree projects in the impact areas. So doing street trees prioritized in Madison, North Nashville, and South Nashville. But lots of tree planting happening at schools and parks, absolutely as well. But um, yeah, because there's just so much opportunity on private property, that's a big focus right now.
1: Right. Well, Meg, thank you so much for, for joining me today and sharing with us what you're doing here with Root Nashville.
0: Very happy to be here. Thank you so it's been much. a Pleasure to meet you. You too.